Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about Manchester United's 3-2 win away in the Premier League against Southampton. I'm just going to start with this. Um, yet again, we have a situation where Bruno Fernandes, a mixture a mixture of Bruno Fernandes, Cavani, Fred and Van der Beek have uh, saved this game for Manchester United. I really, really think so. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, we have come away with the three points. A dramatic, um, I think it was 92nd minute uh, winner from Cavani. Really, really good. But uh, this is another one of them situations where you cannot use... A last-minute winner to pay over the cracks of a pretty poor performance. And look, there were there are periods in this game where we did play quite well. Uh, the first, literally, uh, we we literally played well up until they first scored. Up until Southampton first scored, then we played really badly for a bit. Then they scored again, and then of course second half, uh, Cavani comes on. Uh, I think that was at halftime, wasn't it? Yeah, Cavani comes on. Um, Van der Beek and Bruno obviously still on the pitch, and it's yet again another situation where um, not just Bruno Fernandes, but kind of mainly Bruno Fernandes, has yet again, let's be honest, saved Oli from his job, because you look at our last couple of results, our last few wins, or, you know, that that, that, that sort of thing, if you take Bruno Fernandes out of that team, sure, there's still some good performers in there, Cavani, Van der Beek, Fred, and uh, other players at certain points, but I I don't know where we'd be without him. Really, I really really don't. Uh, he's one of them players where, you know, the tactics and the coaching just simply not good enough. And it is or has again come down to individual performance. I can't look at this game and say okay, it's nolly it's a nolly tactical masterclass, and you know the coaching's been really great. No, this was a situation to me where the players, you know, Bruno kind of as the unofficial captain I suppose he basically is the captain of the team he just hasn't got the armband on because uh, Maguire's got it he pulls the team together Cavani uses his experience uh, Van der Beek uses his quality Fred uses his tackling and we pull ourselves back into the game I think defensively today we're at absolute shambles again of course you know what I'm going to say about Maguire I thought he was really really poor again um, but yeah it's just another really really poor performance and look I'm obviously happy with, that we got the three points. You know, I w- wouldn't, why would I want us to lose or draw the game? I wouldn't want that. Um, sure, I don't want Oli in the job, but I don't want Manchester United to have to lose in order for that to happen because uh, I want us to win every game that we play. Uh, great that we got the three points, and apparently we are, I haven't looked at the Premier League table myself, but apparently we're only five points off of Liverpool. And uh, we do have that Burnley game in hand, which if we won that, uh, that's a big if sometimes, um, we'll be in two, within two points touching distance of uh, Liverpool. Does that mean that we are Premier League title contenders? <laughs> I think that's getting a bit uh, far ahead of ourselves if we if we look at it that way. we still got, what, 20? Was that our ninth game today? Um, over 20-odd 20, over 20 uh, games to go still. Um, yeah, rough, something like that anyway. Um so, yeah, it's it's just another situation where I feel like the players have used individual performance and have uh, pulled this win together for us. And uh, it's, it is disappointing when that happens. Sure, it's great to see these players, or some of them, play well. You know, Donny's fantastic. Fred was fantastic. Cavani with the two goals again. Uh, Bruno Fernandes pretty much always plays well. And yes, I know he gives the ball away every now and then and he, and he makes a risky tackle. But my goodness, if you take if you took him out of the team... 
I honestly don't know where we'd be. Because if you take him out of the team, you take all of his goals and assists away. Which there was an interesting stat that came up on Sky Sports today as I was watching the game. Uh, 25 uh, is goals and assists uh, together. He's got the most in the Premier League put together. Uh, granted, more of those are probably assists than goals, but they're still, you know, add up and stuff. That just tells you, doesn't it? That just tells you. And sure, it's great that we've got somebody who's such a vital, you know, cog in the machine, so to speak. Such a vital uh, part of the team. But it's just down to him again. And I do not understand the fans that are like, oh, he gives the ball away. You know, we should we should drop him. Drop him? <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Uh, but, you know, I get it. Opinions are opinions. If you don't like Bruno Fernandes, I'm obviously very confused by that. But, you know, I think we can clearly see that he is uh, pulling this team together. Um... So yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just that's just that's just the way it is. Uh, talking about Cavani for a minute, I told you, I told you all that I was right about Cavani. Predator in the box, two headers, brilliant goals. Um, it still does annoy slash confuse me when I see him like on out on the wing with the ball, or he's crossing the ball into somebody, and you know he's clearly got some work rate work rate, which is brilliant. That's great. I really, really like that, but I do wonder how much of that, That's this is where my confusion comes in, I do wonder how much of that is someone telling him to sort of track back, and how much of him doing it himself, and look, as long as it doesn't like tire him out and stuff, he's not the youngest player there, he's what, 32, so he's not as young as he used to be, but, you know, as long as he keeps scoring the goals, puts in the work crate, and keeps playing well, I've I've not got any problems with Cavani. Uh, brilliant, brilliant performance from him today. A couple of good headers, and um, obviously that was that was brilliant. So that was great as well. Um, yeah, defensively, just just terrible. As I said, um, you know, I, Maguire. On, I'm going to be really brutally honest here, and sometimes I, I found it lately to be more fun when I'm brutally honest. I mean, I'm always honest, but you know, being brutally honest is a bit more different. I think the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and this this might really damage Maguire. So I don't know if you completely should do this but this is what i think that you should do in order to show a bit more ruthlessness ruthlessness as a manager strip the captain's armband off of maguire give it to bruno because he is the captain of the team pretty much on the pitch anyway drop maguire obviously you have to figure out who else you're going to put there either bailey or twins ab or someone else um not phil jones obviously apparently phil jones isn't registered to play in the premier league i heard that the other day um which uh, is what? What are, we, what are we paying him for then? Um, but yeah, strip him of the captaincy, drop him for a couple of games, put somebody else in. That's that's what I would do. Because honestly, I just think that I'm look. You got you got to look at what would make the team better. And you know, for his mental health, that might not do any good. In fact, it might do some harm. But you need to. I just think for the sake of the team and the performance, um, obviously sit down and have maybe maybe a conversation with him. Obviously, there's the grease incident that's still kind of looming over his head, probably. But the thing for me is, uh, I do think he's gotten a little bit worse since that grease event. But I don't think he was very good before that, anyway. So if you're gonna maybe use the excuse, which I, I have heard the excuse used, that like, oh, he's only playing this badly because of the event at Greece. Um, the assault thing or whatever it was that happened there. I don't think he was very good before that anyway. So, like, sure, it probably has made him worse. But I don't know. I just think... And it could be good for him anyway. You know, it might it might not do him very good to... I mean, if you drop him anyway, you do have to give somebody else the captain's armband because he won't be on the pitch. But just drop him. Just give him, give him a rest for, like, a couple of weeks. Not one game. Give him a rest for a couple of weeks and uh, see what he's like when he comes back. 
Uh, I don't know when the next thing of this trial is supposed to be. I haven't really looked into it too much, but it's it's coming up soon. Uh, it seems to be taking a long time, but uh, some of these court cases can, can take a long time, can't they? Um, but yeah, I would drop him, strip him of the armband, give the armband to Bruno, who just pretty much, in terms of on-the-field performance, uh, regardless of actual titles, he basically is our captain. So I would just do that anyway. Uh, speaking about the goals, yeah, poor defending from the corner and, of course, uh, the free kick from Ward-Prowse. Um, to be fair, it was a damn good free kick and sometimes there's not a lot that you can do about that. Um, I wouldn't really blame De Gea for the goals necessarily. I mean, he kind of got injured a bit from uh, trying to save the the free kick. Um, so uh, obviously we've got to be a bit careful there. But, you know, sometimes when a player just hits a really, really good shot... There is only so much the keeper can do, but uh, yeah, that was a good goal from Ward-Prowse, obviously. Um, I think they brought up a stat as well on Sky Sports when he was going to take it, and he's scored a lot of free kicks, basically. So uh, there's that. Um, good goal from um, Fernandez. Uh, got passed into him, of course, and then he tucked it in the corner. Not too much to talk about there. Uh, the second goal, um, well, it's just good finishing, really, from, from Bruno for the first one. But for the second goal, the equaliser, uh, Bruno hits the ball from the outside of the box where has he done that recently um with the screamer the other day uh last week's champions league game of course or i guess it's this week's lot the, the most recent champions league game where he scored the uh the volley uh kicks the ball into the box cavani gets his head on it again and uh that makes it 2-2 and then of course the cross from i think it was rashford that crossed it in which we'll talk about him in a little bit late a little bit later uh cross from rashford uh, headed in by Cavani, 3-2 winner. Good stuff, really, really good stuff. Look, I don't think we have a lot of problems in attack. There's a few maybe players that could have done better today. Greenwood and Rashford, I think, could have done could have done a lot better. Uh, obviously, Greenwood came off and uh, Cavani came on and got two goals. That's brilliant. But it's it's to me, it's sort of like the midfield. You know, the good performances from midfield: Bruno, Van der Beek, Fred. Uh, Matic was fine today. Uh, Bruno Matic, Van der Beek, and then of course Cavani um, just sort of papered the the cracks over the bad performance today. I think so. Um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, but yeah, there were still a few chances today that should have been scored. Uh, Rashford should have passed the ball to Cavani to basically tuck in an open goal. Um, Bruno should have scored a bit earlier than that. Uh, I'm trying to think because there was a lot of like point blank range shots today. I'm just trying to remember them all. There was Greenwood's one. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Greenwood's one that was from the first half ran, ran, went round the keeper. Bit of an awkward angle, but you would think on Greenwood's left foot that he'd probably put that away. So that's another one. Uh, Rashford uh, did a couple of them today. Bruno did one. Um, and like I said last week, I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna defend any any of these players for missing point point blank range shots. Uh, Bruno should have scored one. Greenwood should have scored one. Rashford should have scored one. Um, who else had one? There was about three or four. It was it was mostly those players. But yeah, you you got to put those chances away. You know, I gave um, Rashford and Martial stick. Uh, I think it was against West Brom. Yeah, the West Brom game when they missed the point blank range shots. You got to put them away. And then of course I gave uh, Dan James a bit of praise. Not too much praise, but a bit of praise for uh, tucking his shot away because you've you've got to score those goals. I mean, how much closer to the goal do you need to get? <laughs> you know, so uh, not uh, not particularly good there. But great goals again from Cavani. Really, really happy about that. Uh, the predator in the box. I'm, I'm just, I get quite excited when I see when we're when we're in that point 
of okay we're either on the little counter attack or whatever or when we've got the ball on the edge of the box and I look at Cavani and I think just get the ball to him uh, he's not going to score every single one I think there was one today that got deflected for a corner there's not much he can do about that I suppose um, you know if the player actually gets in the way and blocks it um, and then there's the two headers of course but yeah whenever we cro- whenever we cross the ball in and Cavani's in that box I do get excited because uh, it's, it's an exciting prospect isn't it um, Cavani in the ball with the box, um, in the box with the ball rather, he's not inside the ball, um, Cavani with the ball in the box, I think is always, uh, an exciting thing to, uh, to be happening, so, uh, that's good, anyway, let's t- take a quick break here, got more to get into with the player ratings, uh, which there won't be too many surprises, uh, but I'll see you for all of that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening, today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, a uh, new episode of Star Trek Discovery this week, Season 3, Episode 7. Uh, so that was another good one for Star Trek. Uh, we've got some episodes left of the season, of course, because uh, it goes up to 13 episodes. TV Talk 35, Grey Return to Entertainment Talk, and we discussed uh, quite a few different shows. But some of the highlights were High School Musical, the musical the series, which is the official silly name of it. Uh, the High School Musical TV series on Disney+, Plus. I talked about that because I finished the first season. Uh, Grade finished it before, but uh, I wanted to talk about it because I finished the first season. Emily in Paris, a new Netflix show. Uh, I finished the first season of that. Grey hadn't seen that one, but I talked about that. We talked a bunch about uh, of we talked a bunch of stuff about uh, procedurals and crossovers and things like the Chicago shows, nine one one, FBI, all those sorts of different things. I talked briefly about my brief history with Made in Chelsea, uh, which is no longer in my uh, present history. 
but uh, talked about that and a bunch of other things. We also talked about uh, HBO and Sky Atlantic's The Undoing with Nicole Kidman and uh, Hugh Grant. So that was pretty fun to do. Walking Dead World Beyond still continuing Season 1 Episode 8. There will be a double episode for the season finale uh, this week. Uh, the episode's already gone out, of course, on... Um, on Amazon, but I'll be watching one today, one tomorrow, and then we'll do the season finale double episode podcast on Wednesday. Uh, United four one Istanbul, that was another one. Uh, this week on Gaming Talk, we talked about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and uh, some features of the game, um, censoring adult content and that sort of stuff. Talked about Twitch giving a few people strikes, and uh, Nintendo doing the same thing, and also give to my impressions of. Um, of uh, Watch Dogs Legion as well, the new Ubisoft game. And then finally, uh, Fear the Walking Dead Season 6, Episode 7. Um, the mid-season finale for Season 6 of Fear the Walking Dead. And that will be back at some point in 2021. That's what we've been doing on Entertainment Talk. Um, and on podcast platforms, let's get to player ratings. David De Gea, let's start off with the goalkeeper. We'll go through the team and then we'll talk about the subs. Uh, De Gea, I'm going to give an average 6-2. Of course, he let in a couple of goals, but I don't think he could, could have done a ton about them. Uh, got a little bit injured, didn't he? Uh, some sort of knock or something. And uh, Dean Henderson came on. So we'll talk about Dean Henderson a little bit later. Juan Basaka had an odd game, didn't he? Juan Basaka. Juan Basaka. What should I give him? I'm going to give him an average 6 again. Um... I thought we got forward a bit better today, just a little bit better. It just sometimes he looks a little bit lost when he's going forward with the ball. Um, couple of good tackles here and there, just just an average game for one Bissaka, I think. Lindelof and Maguire. I'm going to give Lindelof a four, and I'm going to give Maguire a three. Another poor performance from the two of them. I do not know why Oli continues to put them together. They they do not work as a partnership. Uh, Maguire's just playing really badly. You've got you've got to just drop him. You've got to not be so afraid, and you've got to just drop him. Uh, Lindelof was slightly better than Maguire, but I don't think either of them had a great game today. Uh, Maguire I thought was particularly poor, poor. And look, I don't like to seem like I'm picking on Maguire, but I'm not going to try and tell you that he played well because then I'll be lying, um, and also wouldn't just wouldn't really be correct. But uh, I just think he's got to get dropped. You can't keep playing him every game, and you can't keep playing him with Lindelof that partnership does cl- clearly does not work I don't know if Twanzebe and Bailey have got an injury or something because um, who do we have for centre back we've got Jones who isn't registered for the Premier League I don't know why uh, although he's probably still injured um, Bailey, Twanzebe, Maguire, Lindelof we only got four I thought we had like five or six uh, obviously we've got players like Fosu Mensah Delo is out on loan those are right backs though um but yeah, maybe we have only got four. I thought we had more for some reason. Um, not because of Smalling. I know that Smalling's not there anymore, which is a big, big shame. Uh, I would love to have seen like Smalling with Twenzebi or Bailey. I think that would have been brilliant. Because, um, uh, yeah, that would have been good for so many different reasons. But he's gone. Maybe we have only got four then. Unless I'm forgetting somebody. But that's uh, that surprised me a little bit. Tellers. I thought Tellers was really good again today. I'm going to give him a seven uh, i think some of his crossings really really good his attacking intent is really good uh looks energetic on the ball and um i just really like him a lot i thought he's i think he's been great in in the games that he's played so far uh fred i'm gonna give him an eight i know that he gave the free kick away i would get i would have given him a nine maybe if uh that hadn't have happened because i can't ignore that you know he did give the free kick away which did give them the, the free kick 
yeah and that gave them a goal obviously uh so i'm not going to ignore that that's why i'm giving fred a slightly lower score but he's just such a good midfielder um i'm really really happy that we've seen the potential in fred and we've actually got that out of him um he just he wins the ball a lot he gets stuck in his passing could be slightly better at certain points but you just you want someone in the midfield that's going to get stuck in and he does and uh it's great when that happened. Matic, trying to give him an average six. Just had one of them weird games. Didn't do anything particularly badly. Didn't do anything particularly well. Uh, he, he's there to shield the back four, which um, I was going to say I was going to talk about that in a minute, but we're in the player ratings. There's one thing I forgot to talk about is the, the formation here. I was nervous straight away when we decided to play the diamond because if you look at the way that this is laid out, you've kind of, in a way got one two we got the back four five six seven defensive players i know that fred and van der beek are going to get forward a little bit but their general position is a little bit more defensive um and it it's i don't want to say this is becoming obvious it's becoming a little bit clearer that because Ollie, for some reason, I can't tell you what the reason is, I'm not Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, continues to stick with Matic, not Matic, Maguire and Lindelof, and feels that they need shielding. And that's why he's put Matic in front of there, and that's why you usually get a combination of Matic, Fred, or McTominay. You kind of only need one of them players in certain games. In certain games, you do maybe need two holding players and one that's going to push forward a little bit, but... Oli picks a combination of those three players, so Matic, McTominay or Fred, very defensive players, quite often. And it seems like he's using two holding players to protect a poor back two. Because you're basically putting Fred and Matic, I know that Van Der Beek is a bit more advanced sometimes. You're basically putting Matic and Fred, or whether it's McTominay, in front of Maguire and Lindelof to protect them. And you only should need one player to do that. Because in a way, if you've got Fred pushing forward a little bit more. You change the formation, right? You've got Fred pushing forward a little bit more. You've got Van Der Beek pushing forward a little bit more. And then you've got Matic there. You only should need Matic sitting in front of Maguire and Lindelof. So that there's one player shielding them. But it's, it just, he does pick, again, the combination of one or two of those three quite often to seemingly shield that back four that the back two rather um and it just i don't know it, it's you shouldn't be doing that like th then you're just kind of protecting two players that are in bad form uh Maguire and Lindelof so i don't know but uh, that's what he's gone with um what was i saying yeah Matic six average performance Van der Beek you gotta give him i'm gonna give him a nine i thought it was brilliant we had four players today that played really 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 well sorry five players Tellers, Van der Beek Fernandez, Fred, and um, Cavani, obviously with the two goals. So yeah, you got uh, yeah Van der Beek. I'm gonna give him a nine. Just brilliant. He just, he's so good at those just those so short little passes. He's good at getting into space and just well everything he does is really really good. Tackling, passing doesn't shoot that often, um, but yeah, he just he contributes to the link play. He's just he's he's brilliant. I'm I'm glad. I am glad as much as I gave Ollie have given Ollie stick. Starting Van der Beek in the last two games has been uh, a, a very, very good decision. So I've got to give him a bit of credit there, I suppose. And I remember, I remember what I said after the... Who did we just play in the Champions League? Istanbul. 
And that I, I think that was the first time that Van der Beek has played 90 minutes. And I said, the next five games, so not including that Champions League game, the next five, so starting from the Southampton game, I want to see Van der Beek playing uh, 90 minutes for the next five games. And this is this is the first one. We'll see how many of those five he sticks to it. Um, I don't want him getting subbed off, unless obviously he's injured or something, uh, or really, really tired, uh, but mainly through injury. But... If he's not injured or tired, or obviously if he's not suspended, you know, if he fouls someone or something, I want to see him start the next five games. Let, let's see if Oli can achieve that, to, and and can notice that he should do that. Uh, it's a good kind of test for him. But Van der Beek, I'll give a nine to. Um, who do I give for my man of the match? I think I've got to give it to Cavani because he got two goals. Um, sure, Bruno, I'm going to give a ten to as well. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to give Van der Beek a ten. I don't see any, any reason to not give him a ten. Uh, Van der Beek, I'll give him a 10, just for reasons I've already said. Fernandez, uh, I'll give him a 10 as well because of everything I said at the start of the episode. I do not know where we would be. Can you imagine if we didn't get him in January? Uh, I don't think we would have qualified for the Champions League. And I honestly think, I don't know if we'd definitely be in relegation zone, but we would not be in the top half of the table. We would not be in the top half of the table this season. Um, he has absolutely pulled this team together. And uh, it's it's it's... Becoming a bit of a crutch to lean on. It's a good crutch to lean on. But it's one that might break at some point. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give him a 10. Not quite my man of the match. But I thought he was very, 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 very good today. Uh, Bruno, because he pretty much always is. Yes, he gives the ball away. Yes, he makes risky passes. But you, you can't drop him. There's no way you can drop Bruno Fernandes. Uh, Greenwood, uh, Greenwood, Greenwood, Greenwood. I'd give him... Just below a average performance. So I'm going to give him a 5. Should have scored. Could have maybe scored a little bit later as well. There was that chance where um, he had the close range shot. He took it. And then Fernandez got the ball and also sort of had his shot blocked. So that, that period of play. One of them probably should have scored there. Um, I don't know. He's not quite up for it at the moment. I do know obviously about certain things uh, that are going on in his personal life. About what happened to his friend that played for City. Very, very, very tragic. And uh, I do feel for Mason Greenwood, and it's a tragic uh, situation that happened there. So uh, it's definitely understandable as to why he's not um, in form at the moment, or not not quite up to his best. He wasn't terrible today. I'm not going to sit here and say that Greenwood was terrible. Just uh, his sharpness has gone a little bit, and you can understand why if you know about what's kind of going on in uh, in his life. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give him a five today. I don't think it was terrible. Definitely not good. Um, just a sort of below average performance. Rashford, uh, Rashford, Rashford did assist with the last goal to get the winner. Because you got you got to think of some little things sometimes, right? If Rashford doesn't cross that ball correctly to Cavani, we don't score. Granted, if it does go to Cavani and he doesn't head it right, it doesn't score. If Rashford makes a different pass, again, maybe we don't score. So you got to look at little things like that. He did lose the ball a lot today and did play particularly poorly. He just wasn't switched on. But you've got to give a bit of credit where credit is due. And that's with the assist, which gave us the winning goal that gives us the three points. Uh, I'll give him a 4.5. I don't think it was very good at all today. But I'm going to give him the 0.5 because of the assist. And I can't give, I can't give him the same score as Lindelof. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't very good today. He's got to learn to get his head up a little bit. Of course, he could have had two assists if he'd have passed uh, to Gavani at one point, but he didn't do it, and uh, it's a bit of a shame. But nonetheless, he put the cross into the box, 
and uh, Cavani got on the end of it, which was brilliant. So there's that. Uh, let's move on to the subs. Who do we have here? Cavani, 10 man of the match. Brilliant, brilliant performance. Yeah, Cavani, brilliant performance today. He gets a 10. Two very, very good goals, good headers, good positioning. Just, just brilliant overall. You can see there's a bit of a leadership role there. Uh, well, not even a bit of a leadership. He is a leader in the team. He's one of the older players, of course, which is great. Um, I am a bit confused sometimes as to why he tracks back and, uh, you know, drifts out wide. But as long as it doesn't do anything, result in anything bad, I guess that's fine. There was a particular point in this game, I think it was towards the end of the second half, where he tracked back so much that he was sort of in Matic's position and tackled someone and I was like why is Cavani on the edge of our penalty area <laughs> but he, hey hey he got the tackle in and he, he passed it off and obviously won basically won the game for us so uh yeah brilliant performance got to be man of the match Cavani usually it's Bruno my man of the match because of again everything I've said so far in the episode but yeah he scored two goals and he won us the, won us the game so uh, that's that uh, Dean Anderson came on, I'll give him an average 6 again, uh, didn't need to deal with a whole lot, uh, obviously came on for De Gea, not too much to say there, Williams, I'll give him an average 5 or 6 or whatever, didn't get involved a terrible amount, uh, Tellers apparently did have a knock, I was very, very confused when, uh, when the sub Tellers off, because I was looking at the bench and thinking like, hey, you could maybe bring Matter or James or someone on, Cavani's already come on obviously, but, because our bench today, Cavani, Mata, James, Fossumenza, Henderson, Williams and Twanzibi. So very, very defensive bench. You've got one, two, three. Wait, one, two, three defenders. One's a right back, one left, or I guess Williams is a, I don't know what he is these days, Williams. Uh, and then the centre back with uh, Twanzibi. But you've got Fossumenza as well. And then the three attacking options, Cavani, Mata and Dan James. Interesting. Um, but... Yeah, they both had averagely sort of good good games, all of them, uh, apart from Cavani, who's the 10 out of 10. But, that's it from me. Oh, excuse me, that's it from me. Uh, what did you think of this performance? What do you think of everything I discussed? Uh, the future of Oli and Bruno kind of saving this team. Uh, not just him, obviously, you know, Cavani scored and Van der Beek was great and Tellers was good and Fred was good as well. Um, what do you think of what I said about uh, Maguire, potentially just stripping him of the captaincy? Uh, I mean, whether it is officially stripping stripping him of the captaincy if you are to drop him which i think you should do he can't be the captain so someone else would need to be and that player would obviously be bruno uh what do you think of everything i said about that what do you think of our shocking defense uh let me know of everything uh, uh involving manchester united and everything involving entertainment talk uh matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalk uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes so get involved um Ollie keeps his job for another week. Uh, even if he loses midweek to PSG, he probably won't get sacked. I reckon uh, he'd have to. Pro How many would he have to lose at this point? Because we've actually we've actually won what the last four games or so. Um, yeah, roughly about the last four games, wasn't it? Something like that. Um, I think he'd have to probably lose three or four games in a row, not draws. Uh, I think if he lost one, drew one, and then lost one, he still wouldn't get sacked. I reckon Ollie would need... Now, I'm not trying to sit here and say, like, what do we need to get him out? But, like, just trying to analyse the situation. What would it take to get, sort of, him sacked or whatever? Um, I reckon it would be three or four defeats in a row. Which, look, 
you know, this is against Southampton very soon. We've got West Ham, Liverpool, Man City, Leicester at some point. Leeds, who aren't easy to play against. They beat, they beat Everton yesterday. They put up a really, really good fight at the start of the season against Liverpool. We've got some really, really tough games coming up. And I'm very nervous about our defence. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know what Liverpool's going to do to our defence, or what, uh, I think Aguero's almost back from injury as well, um, and Asus is very, very good, and, and that sort of thing, and Leicester with Jamie Vardy and everything, I don't know, it's, it's going to be an interesting time, certainly, we've got two Champions League games left as well, uh, I believe it's PSG next, and then it's Leipzig after that, I think, so, uh, PSG next on Wednesday, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, lots of interesting stuff none, nonetheless to uh, to go through. Anyway, that's it from me. Thank you all very, very much for listening. And uh, if you'd like to check out the rest of our content, it is available on entertainmenttalk.org uh, for TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. Uh, if you like what you've heard today and you want to get involved and you want to support more, of course you can check out everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, options of supporting us, Patreon, we do have the $1.00 and three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast and review options uh word of mouth you can simply tell people that you know about the website and the itunes feeds tell them to just search for entertainment talk either on the favorite podcast platform or just search for the website uh if we're not on your favorite podcast platform please let us know and we will look into that as well uh social media you can do the same thing pretty much but through facebook twitter or whatever you use these days and uh, facebook groups if you can uh, for your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, you can find David over on geektown.co.uk. Uh, for your TV and film news, up-to-date and reliable. If you want that in weekly podcast format, Tuesdays, Geek Town Radio, either available on podcast services by searching for Geek Town or available on geektown.co.uk. Bex streams daily at the moment over on Twitch. Uh, if you want to go and follow her over there, that would be great. Some cool, fun, interesting stuff over there. Lots of different things. Uh, she had a special guest on her show. I think it was yesterday as well. So uh, go and check all that out on uh, Trista Bytes. That's Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and follow her over there. Uh, I'm streaming on Twitch as well if you want to see what I would do with the Manchester United team. Um, which I have defensive problems of my own, but that's obviously a video game. It's very different. But if you want to watch all that and different video games that I stream as well, Twitch, eTalk UK, you can find me over there streaming some different Pez stuff uh, some gameplay and things heading towards the end of the season and we'll see what I can uh, win with that as well but thank you very much for listening got, oh yeah Let's Play Sundays as well you can look out for those there'll be a new one later today and uh, check out everything that we do thanks for listening and I'll see you on uh, the, for the next football thing Wednesday so see you then take care goodbye <laughs>